Hi, everyone. Welcome to our 2024 Radio Days, which features a combination of everything that made old-time radio great. Variety shows, features, comedy, and quiz shows. And speaking of quiz shows, one of the most popular quiz shows of the 50s was You Bet Your Life, hosted by Groucho Marx. Here, contestants competed for prize money, and the winners could win big by just mentioning the secret word, which is given at the top of every show. If you enjoy You Bet Your Life, send us a review saying so, and you can also mention any other shows you'd like to hear from the golden age of radio. I think you'll all enjoy You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. Ladies and gentlemen, don't tell a soul, but the secret word tonight is clock. C-L-O-C-K. Really? You bet your life! The one, the only... Groucho! Face is familiar, but I don't place the name. <laughs> oh, that's me, Groucho Marx. Thank you. Well, here I am again with $2,000 for one of our couples tonight. George Fenneman, who's face to try and take it away from me? Just before we went on the air, we asked if there were any youngsters present who'd like to get married someday if they found the right partner. And our studio audience selected Valerie Cote and Mike Maloof. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. And if you say the secret word at any time we're talking, I'll pay $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. Uh, Valerie uh, Cote, is that the way you That's right. It? Where are you from, Valerie? I'm a native. Native of what? California. Of California. Huh? And uh, Mike? Mike Maloof? Yes, sir. Where's your hometown, Mike? I'm a native also. Oh, what a coincidence, huh? You're both in the same train. Hmm? How old are you, Mike? I'm 25. And uh, how old are you, Valerie? 19. Tell me, uh, why would you like to get married? Home, children, security. Mm -hmm. You can get that at the bank, you know. Right? <laughs> and, uh, Mike, why would you like to get married? Well, sir, I have no particular reason. <laughs> Well, don't start thinking of any reasons or you'll change your mind. <laughs> By the way, what sort of work do you do, Mike? Well, I'm the chief usher at the Paramount Hollywood Theater. Oh, West Point graduate, huh? <laughs> well, hush my mouth. Say, if you two are married, uh, you could set up housekeeping in the lobby. Huh? <laughs> you could live on popcorn. <laughs> That's in case you want to butter him up. You, know. <laughs> you understand. Where do you, where do you work, Valerie? I'm a fountain girl. Would you give me that again, please? I'm a fountain girl. You're a fountain girl? What park do you spout in? Uh... I don't spout. You don't spout? No, I work at Chapman Soda Fountain. Oh, I see. What do you do at your soda fountain? Make Cokes, sodas, shakes. And shakes? Shakes. Would you mind shaking for me now? Mike, let's get back to you. You're still here, I presume. Yes, sir, right? I am. Well, you'll have to wait. There aren't any seats. <laughs> As an usher, just, just what do you do, uh, Mike? Well, sir, I'm in charge of all the ushers. I schedule their days off and make sure that everything runs smoothly when people come into the theater. Well, what are some of the complaints you have against movie customers, Mike? One of our biggest annoyances would be uh, people in the balcony, young kids shooting water all over the audience on the main floor. <laughs> With little water pistols. They're awful hard to find. Yeah, they're hard to find? They're you mean the find. pistols are hard to find? Yes, they're hiding in their coats when we come to look for them. Uh-huh. 
Well, you must spend some very interesting moments, huh? <laughs> Looking for concealed water pistols in the bathroom. Huh? <laughs> Do you ever send five people into a row where there's only three seats? Well, that happens occasionally. Mm-hmm. And what happens then? Well, they come out the other end. Mike, are you interested in any particular girl? No, I'm not. Are you interested in a girl if she's particular? <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, I'm no special girl at the moment. Some usher. He doesn't even have a lady in the balcony. Huh? <laughs> now, what's the favorite dish you make at your fountain, Valerie? It's the ice cream banquet. It's the 60 ice cream cents. banquet? Mm-hmm. We have a... Uh, how do you make it? Uh, we have a scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla, scoop of strawberry, scoop of coffee, scoop of peach, scoop of banana nut, scoop of lemon stick... <laughs> Fresh peaches, pineapples, strawberries, raspberries, marshmallows, real whipped cream, pecans, almonds, walnuts, and a cherry. And how much extra is the stomach pump? <laughs> well, are you fond of soda fountain specials, Mike? Yes, sir, I am. I'm not talking about Valerie here, you know. <laughs> Although she's not a bad dish. I'm, would you would you like to go to a movie with him, Valerie? Oh, I think so. And Mike, would you like to hold hands with a girl like in your theater? Yes, sir. You'd like to hold hands with a girl in your theater? Very romantic picture. You holding hands with a girl as you run up and down the aisle. Right? <laughs> Valerie, you better have very long arms. Now answer yes or no. Will you take this girl to your movie? Yes, sir. Then I now pronounce you double features. <laughs> And may you have many selected short subjects. <laughs> well, I hope we started something between you two here tonight. And if anything besides a double marshmallow Sunday develops, be sure to let us know. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to work together for $2,000. Right now, pay attention to this. See if you two will get a chance at the $2,000 question. You're going to play your bet your life. Fenneman, bring them up to date on the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that $20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $2,000 question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. What question category did you select? Movie stars. Married names of movie stars. Yes. Is that right? All right, here's your first question. How much will you bet? You've got $20. Ten. Ten? Shirley Ager is her married name. What is her screen name? Temple. Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple is right. And they're off to a great start, Groucho. They have $30. How much of your $30 will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen? What is Esther Gage's screen name? Esther Williams. Esther Williams is correct. They're on their way. They have $45. Here's your third question. How much of the $45 are you going to risk? Twenty. Twenty. What is Betty Briskin's screen name? Betty Hutton. Betty Hutton. These fellas too smart. They're really on their way. They have sixty-five dollars. No wonder he's a general in that movie theater. Now here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the sixty-five are you going to try? Fifty. Fifty. Okay. What is Jane Waterfield's screen name? Jane Russell. Jane Russell is on the nose, and they wind up with a grand total of one hundred and fifteen dollars. Thanks and good luck. Don't run off now. You still have a chance at the big question. Who's next, George? A married man selected from our studio audience and as his partner, a mind reader. They've been off stage, so they don't know the secret word is clock. 
The gentleman is Mr. Bob Lampert, and the mind reader, Mrs. Roberta Vincent. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. And if you say the secret word at any time we're talking... Wait a minute, a mind reader. She probably knows what the secret word is already. <laughs> Having a secret word with a mind reader is like carrying coals to John L. Lewis. <laughs> Roberta, let's make it fair. If your partner says the secret word, I'll pay $100 instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. And you're the partner. Bob uh, Lampert. Uh, you're a mind reader, eh, uh, Roberta? Right. I'm, I'm surprised you're still speaking to me, then. <laughs> where, where are you from, Roberta? Originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Mr. Bob Lampert, eh? Lampert? That's right. Where are you from? Santa Ana. What sort of work do you do? I'm in the sporting goods business. What kind of sporting goods? Oh, rackets, fishing tackle. Rackets? Tennis rackets. How long have you been in the racket racket, huh? Oh, about five years. Mm-hmm. How'd you meet your wife, Bob? Well, I uh, met her in her sleep. What do you mean you uh, met her in your sleep? She was going to school at the time up at San Jose State. And it uh, seems as though she overworks or crams or anything while she's a sleepwalker. Well, this night I happened to be walking down the street and I saw this job in the uh, pink pajamas. <laughs> You saw this job, did you? <laughs> that was before I was married to her. And did you apply for a job? <laughs> uh, later on, I did. So, what happened? There she was, and uh, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, I guess. said clock, and that's the secret word. That means you just won yourself $100. There it is. Congratulations. Now, where were we when that clock struck? Huh? We were at 2 at the mo- in the morning. That's right. You were on the main street and, uh, with a chasing a girl in her pajamas. <laughs> so what happened? I went up, woke her up, and uh, took her back to the house, and uh, we got acquainted, and I kept coming back. Like a song? Uh... <laughs> Roberta, do you have any little profits at home? I have two of them. What does your husband do, Roberta? Well, he's the superintendent of Olds Manufacturing Company. Well, uh, how did he feel marrying a mind reader? He didn't realize he was marrying a mind reader. He didn't know it for a year, and well, just about a year after he was married. Well, how did he find out? Well, my bank account was so large and his was so small, he couldn't just figure it out. And uh, do you split the money now? I mean, are you... oh, well, he uses all mine and all his, so that's what works. Uh-huh. That's a nice arrangement, huh? In addition to your bank account, uh, what does your husband like about you particularly? Oh, I'm a good cook, and I have a very nice disposition. Mm-hmm. You look very amiable. Eh? <laughs> Always cheerful. Eh? Always cheer- very cheerful. Your husband is a very fortunate man. Eh? Not many people that have found a happy medium. Eh? <laughs> How, how would you like to be married to a mind reader, Mr. Lampert? Huh? Mm, might as well be. I can't keep a secret from my wife anyway. <laughs> See, how long have you been married, did you say? Seven years. Seven years. And how old is your wife? Twenty-nine. You think your wife wants you to broadcast that little piece of information? <laughs> On CBS, where 99 million people gather every week? <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Roberta, where do you do this mind reading? Well, at the various e-bell clubs and Eastern Stars and schools. Well, I don't go in for mind reading. The keyhole is good enough for me. <laughs> Which do you find the hardest to read, a, a woman's mind or a man's? Oh, a man's mind. Much harder. Well, why, why woman, is that? A woman will believe anything you tell her. 
you stagger in at 3 o'clock in the morning. Huh? <laughs> now, suppose I took a $20 bill out of my pants pocket. Could you tell me the serial number on it? Yes, I could. Could you also tell me whose pants I was wearing? <laughs> Suppose you run into some schmo whose mind is a complete blank. Uh, what do you do then? Well, no person has a completely blank mind. Have you ever been in a nightclub around four in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lambert, do you agree with what she said? play your bet your life for $2,000. Run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you get the chance at the big question later. Now, wait a second. Roberta ought to know all the answers. She'd win on a walk. <laughs> Mr. Lampett, is your wife in the audience? Yes, yes. Uh, would you ask her to come up here and participate in the quiz? Hey. She can be your partner. Come on up, Ellen. Ellen, come on up, will you? <laughs> you see, nobody's safe while we're doing this show. How is it you're not in your pajamas, Ellen? Huh? Hello, uh, Mrs. Lampert. Do you think you're going to be of much help to your husband? He's going to need help when I get him home. <laughs> well, you help him with the answers, and perhaps he'll win enough to buy you a new mink coat. All right, Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The usher and the soda fountain girl won $115. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. What question category did you select? Uh, down on the farm. Down on the farm. You're a farm boy, huh? Here's your first question. How much will you bet? You've got $20. Bet 10. 10? What kind of an animal is a Guernsey? It's a cow. They're off for a good start. They have $30. Now, remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. How much of your $30 will you bet? 25. What kind of an animal is a Shire? S-H-I-R-E. <laughs> it's a goat. No, uh, I'm sorry. It's a horse. <laughs> It's they now have five dollars. Well, now you've only got five dollars. Now here's your third question. How much of the five are you going to try? Shoot the five. Shoot the five. All right. What is a Plymouth Rock? A chicken. The chicken is correct. They're on their way again. They have ten dollars. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the ten dollars are you going to risk? Shoot the ten. Shoot the ten. What kind of an animal is a Holstein? It's a cow. It's a cow is correct. They wind up with $20, Groucho, and on top of that, they said the secret word, so they got an extra $100. Thanks and good luck. Now, in just one minute, our last couple will play You Bet Your Life, and then we know who gets the $2,000 question. Now, something I especially want you to hear, so listen closely. We'll soon know who's going to earn the most money and get the chance at the $2,000 question. George, who's ahead so far? The usher and the soda fountain girl are leading with $115. Our final couple has been in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know the secret word is clock. And here they are. A volunteer from the Traveler's Aid Society, Miss Nora Broach, and ship's purser Glenwood Hines meet Groucho Marx. Hello, folks, and welcome to You Bet Your Life. If you say the secret word at any time we're talking, I'll pay $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Uh, Broach? Miss Broach. Miss Broach, uh, that's a good name for a woman on a jewelry show, isn't it? <laughs> Mrs. Uh, I'll call you Nora, huh? All right. <laughs> You're with the Traveler's Aid, eh? Uh, tell me, just where do you travel? I don't travel. Well, where are you from? Uh, 
Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. How'd you get here? <laughs> I took a train. Pretty smooth article, isn't you? <laughs> it isn't easy swiping a train. You know. <laughs> they read those telltale tracks all the time. <laughs> I say, uh, Hines, Glenwood Hines, eh? You sound like a summer resort. <laughs> Oh, yeah, somebody. Where have you been? He said, I was up to Glenwood Hines for a couple of weeks. <laughs> now, Pricer, what do you do on your ship besides snatch purses? Oh, I uh, listen to people's complaints and uh, make out the payroll. Tell me something about your, your uh, boat. Well, uh, it isn't a boat. It's a ship. Wise guy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how much do you charge for a bucket of live bait on your ship? Passenger ship. Passenger. Passenger ship. How much do you charge for a bucket of live passengers on your ship? (laughs) Just where does your mudscow go? Uh, All the romantic far-off places like Singapore, Cairo, Bali, Bali? No, uh, we go to Catalina. (laughs) romantic. Catalina, is that the total length of your voyage? From Los Angeles to Catalina? No, uh... Oh, okay. Where else do you go? Catalina to Los Angeles. <laughs> Man the lifeboats, mate, I struck a rock. <laughs> uh, how big is your ship, uh, Glenwood? Oh, it's about 300 feet long, 52 feet in width. What's her capacity? Oh, it's about uh, 1,950 passengers. Is that fully loaded? Well, the ship, not the passengers. <laughs> You're turning into a joke snatcher. You know? <laughs> I was laying by that joke, too. Now, tell me, Moby Dick, uh, how long did... <laughs> How long uh, this tramp steamer you're on? How long is it? How long does it take to make your Catalina trip? Which way? Any way but down. Huh? How long to Avalon? It takes about uh, two hours and ten minutes. Sir. And uh, coming back? About two hours. Why, why is it faster coming back? Is it downhill? <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, we take a different route and it's a little shorter. You take a different route? And it's why, you shorter. get sick of the scenery on the <laughs> You ever get seasick? No. Has the airplane business uh, hurt the uh, boat business much going on? Uh, I don't know. Airplane passengers, they get seasick and they come aboard take the ship ride mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I never took the vice versa. Is that going on? That's a much smaller boat, isn't it? Now, what do these what do these people do once they reach Catalina? Well, they usually uh, go up to famous Bird Park, Seal Rock Colony, and they also take the uh, famous glass bottom boat ride. Glass bottom boat. Glass bottom boat. Yes. Sir. I've heard of boxes with glass jaws, but never with that. Well, never mind. <laughs> why do why do why do they have a glass bottom? Well, so they can uh, see the marine life. Well, some of those marines have very interesting lives. (laughs) However, I didn't know you could see them through a glass-bottom boat. (laughs) Well, let's get back to you, uh, Nora. It's good to see you again. Did you have a nice trip? (laughs) 
haven't traveled anywhere. <laughs> well, it's done you a lot of good, anyway. <laughs> As a traveler's aid worker, just what do you do? Oh, we help people who come into the station uh, who are lost. We give them information and direction service. Well, what do you get for all this trouble? That's, uh... <laughs> I don't get paid for it. It's volunteer service. And why do you go to all this trouble if you don't get paid for it? <laughs> Hanging around the station. Well, it's very interesting work, and there's a good deal of satisfaction in helping people. Well, that's a wonderful philosophy. Uh, do you have any other job, Nora? Yes, I work at the Los Angeles Credit Managers Association. Well, uh, what are your hours there? Uh, from 8 o'clock in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon. If I'd only learn to keep my big mouth shut, huh? <laughs> well, Nora, you just said clock, and that's the secret word tonight, so you just made yourself $100. <laughs> I see the sailor is horning in on it over here. <laughs> a typical sailor, huh? Now you're going to play your bet your life. If you beat our other two couples, you'll get a crack at the $2,000. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is off stage to remind our listeners. The usher and the soda fountain girl are still ahead with $115. Let's see how high you can build your $20. What question category did you select? Capitals of the world. Capital cities of the world. Here's yes. your first question. How much would you bet? $10. $10. What is the capital city of Spain? Madrid. Madrid is correct. We're off to a good start. They have $30. Remember, you're going for $2,000 tonight. How much of your $30 will you try? Fifteen. Fifteen. What is the capital city of Iraq? I-R-A-Q. Iraq. Take a stab. I'm sorry, it's Baghdad. That was a tough one. They now have $15. All right, you've got $15. Here's your third question. How much of the 15 will you try? Ten. Ten. What is the capital city of the Republic of Israel? Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is right. Yeah. Well, they're on their way again. They have $25. All right, you've got $25. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 25 are you going to risk? 20. 20. What is the capital city of Greece? Athens. Athens is right. And they wound up with $45, Groucho. And on top of that, they said the secret word, so they got an extra $100. And that means the usher and the soda fountain girl with $115 get the chance at the $2,000 question. And here's the winning couple, Groucho, the usher and the soda fountain girl. Well, back again to try for $2,000, eh? Good luck, and I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so talk it over thoroughly and no help in the audience, please. Here it is. The east and the west were finally linked together when a golden spike was driven at Promontory Point, completing the first transcontinental railroad. In what state is Promontory Point? Mr. Maloof, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Wyoming. Oh, I, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Utah. Oh! So that means the big question next week will be worth $2,500. Congratulations and thanks to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. You'll 
Bet Your Life is a John Goodell production. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Tonight is grass. G R A double S. Really? Yo. The one, the only. Thirty days. Next case. Oh, that's me, Groucho Marx. Thank you. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples tonight. George Fanneman, who's first? We invited some girls from the Los Angeles International Airport and some weather forecasters to the show tonight. And our studio audience selected Mrs. June Palmer and Mr. Delbert Van Ornum just before we went on the air. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Mr. Delbert Van uh, Ornum? Uh... That's right, sir. You're the weatherman? Yes, sir. Uh, where do you hail from? Uh... <laughs> I'm from Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Some people out there from Spokane. <laughs> are you Are you married? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Any little squalls at home with their barometers dropping? <laughs> a boy and a girl. A boy and a girl. Yes. Huh? And Miss uh, Miss Palmer, huh? That's a cute name, June Palmer. It sounds like a movie actress. Thank uh, you. Uh, you're from the airport. What's your hometown? Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Now, weatherman, uh, Mr. Van Ornum, uh, I think our listeners would be interested in knowing what kind of weather you've got lined up for tomorrow. Could you tell us? Well, I... When I left the office, there was uh, rain, snow, and winds up to 60 miles an hour, and, and uh, some fair weather. <laughs> Typical weatherman, all right. <laughs> What do you mean? There was five different kinds of weather when you left the office? Well, we deal with weather throughout the whole North American continent. Oh, I see. Well, you said he clouded the issue there. Right? <laughs> with that kind of a prediction, you'll have everybody wearing a bathing suit, galoshes, and a pith helmet. <laughs> now, where do you take these weird stabs at the weather, Mr. Van Ornum? It's at the uh, Crick uh, Meteorological Consultant Service. Crick? Yes, Dr. Irving P. Crick. Oh. I have a title home name, Irving. Uh, <laughs> I found him in a crick. Would he be in? <laughs> what do you use uh, for your prognosticating? A uh, watermelon? Well, we have a fairly scientific method. Well, uh, how do you find out? Do you look in the morning paper like all the rest of us? <laughs> no, we have a, a setup of teletypes and... We let, get weather reports from the Wine Islands and Alaska and all through Canada mm-hmm. and the United States into Caribbean Sea. Well, what's the need of a private weather service like that's a private service? Or? Yes, sir. Uh, doesn't the Weather Bureau, the regular one, make enough mistakes to go around? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have enough money to give a uh, 
personal service to individual industries. We have a gold placer mining uh, company in uh, Alaska, and then we have Los Angeles County Flood Control. (laughs) What's so funny about (laughs) (laughs) it? It's certainly a comic town we're living in. Mention Los Angeles, and everybody in the audience goes in hysterics. We're getting to be the Brooklyn of the West. Is your service always 100% accurate? Well, we allow for a small margin of error. And I got caught in a small margin of error once. They finally had to extradite me from Canada. Well, Mrs. Palmer, let's get back to you, and that's not bad work. Now, just what... Uh... Just what do you do at the uh, Los Angeles International Airport? I'm an announcer. Mm-hmm. You're much prettier than Fenneman back there. <laughs> just, uh, just what do you announce? Arrivals and departures. You mean you run a bath an obituary column? <laughs> oh, no. Arrivals and departures of planes. The arrival and departures of airplanes, I see. Well, how do you announce the arrival of an airplane? Mr. and Mrs. T.W.A. Constellation wish to announce the arrival of a bouncing Piper Cub. No, it's much less complicated than that. And the pilot is walking up and down nervous, handing out cigars? (laughs) No, it's not that complicated. We uh, announce the arrivals for the passengers, and we announce takeoffs. Mm -hmm. I can see I haven't lived a full life. uh, (laughs) What do they take off? (laughs) They take off the runway. They take off on the runway? This is certainly the age of progress, though. Uh, Mrs. Palmer, where do your planes come from, and, and where do they go? Well, we have them coming from Canada. We have planes coming from Paris. We have planes coming from Mexico City and going to Mexico City and mm-hmm. Paris, Well, France. suppose one of your planes is arriving from Mexico City. How do you, uh, how do you announce it? Oh, Pan American World Airways anuncia la llegada del vuelo 581, procedente de México, Centro y Sudamérica. <laughs> Tell me, does that always bring the swallows back to Capistrano? <laughs> Would you mind deciphering what you just said? I simply said that a plane was arriving from Mexico City, Central and South America. Suppose your plane hasn't been anywhere near Mexico. <laughs> Suppose it's coming from Paris, sir. What do you say? I can keep this up as long as you can. <laughs> Suppose it's breezing in from China. Mm, TWA Constellation Flight 12, now arriving at TWA Concourse. <laughs> Well, that's the first Chinese I ever understood. (laughs) Well, you make an extremely interesting couple, and we're happy to have you here. Now, in just one minute, you're going to work together as a team for $1,000. But right now, I want you to pay attention to some interesting advice. if you two will get a chance at the $1,000 question. You're going to play your bet your life. Fenneman, give out with the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. 
The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected uh, national parks as your category. Is that right? All right. Now, here's your first question. You have $20. How much are you going to risk? $10. $10. All right. Where are the Carlsbad caverns? In Carlsbad, New Mexico. That's right. Absolutely right. We're off to a great start with $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of your $30 will you try? Fifteen. 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 In what state is Glacier National Park? Montana. Montana is right. <laughs> They're still on their way. They have $45. All right, you've got $45. How much of the $45 you're going to try? Twenty. Twenty? In what state is Big Bend National Park? California. B-I-G-B-E-N-D. Big Bend. Uh, Oregon. I'm sorry, the answer is Texas. They now have $25. How much of the $25 will you bet? Ten. Ten? All right, here we go. Where is Mammoth Cave National Park? Kentucky. In old Kentucky is right. (laughs) And they wind up with a grand total of $35. (laughs) Thanks and good luck. Now stick around. You still have a chance for the big question. Groucho, the secret word is still grass. Our next couple has been in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what it is. Just before we went on the air, we selected two housewives from the audience, and here they come. Mrs. Ernestine Clark and Mrs. Capitola Fredrickson meet Groucho Marx. Mrs. Uh, Ernestine Clark, uh, you're, you're a housewife, huh? That's right. Mm-hmm. How, long, how long have you been a housewife? Three years. Mrs. Uh, Capitola Fredrickson? Yes. Sound like a German airport, huh? <laughs> Uh, Capitola, is that uh, Spanish? No, it isn't. It's an yeah. Indian name, yes. or uh, Italian name, but I'm Indian. Oh, uh, well, what is, your, uh, what is your maiden name, your Indian name? My Indian name is uh, Capitola Celine Janat Ozawandi Tabasana Kudokinu Caswell. Well, that's very true. On the other hand, if you put him... <laughs> Uh, is that is that really your name, or is, is that the treaty ending the French and Indian War? No, that's really our name. What, what does name. it mean, uh, Capitola, in English? Well, that means the girl with the dark brown hair flowing outwards under low clouds with a little eagle. Should have kept the weatherman here, huh? <laughs> did, did you say with a little eagle? Well, that was our original family name. Gnu is the... That means little eagle. Gnu? Okay. Sounds like Yiddish. Huh? <laughs> you know, when you throw eating, you say, well, Gano. <laughs> so you're part Indian, eh? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, which, which part, Capitol? <laughs> I, I meant, on, on which side of the family are you Indian? Oh, my father was a full-blooded Indian. Uh-huh. I'd be satisfied to have full blood of any kind, eh? <laughs> Uh, tell me, Indian Summer, how long uh, how long have you been married? I've been married nine years. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does your husband do besides complain about the grocery bills? He works in the post office. What does your husband do, uh, Ernestine? He's an actor. An actor? Oh, well, that's too bad. Huh? <laughs> is, he, is anything being done about it? Oh, I'm Do you have any little hams in the icebox at home? <laughs> You look mighty cute with those bangs and everything. Uh, what did you do be, uh, before you hooked your husband? Eh? I was in the cir- with the circus. 
You were with the psychers? That's right. Oh. <laughs> What'd you do with the psychers? I was a bareback rider. Hmm. <laughs> was it a flea psychers? <laughs> no, there's only one circus. There's only one circus? That's right. Oh. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Oh, that's the one you were with? Hmm? Hmm? Well, that's my favorite circus. Uh, tell me, is, is Jenny Lynn, the Swedish nightingale, still with him? <laughs> Not for the last hundred years or so. Well, I haven't been to circus lately. I mean. <laughs> what, uh, you, you say you were a bareback rider? That's right. Did you lose your shirt on a horse? Or... <laughs> back was bare. It's not right. Oh, you mean the horse lost his shirt, huh? <laughs> That's what he gets for betting on the human race. <laughs> How long were you with the circus? All my life, and I'm returning in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Do you use any special horse, or can any horse be trained? No, we have to have a special horse. Uh -huh. Tell us about your act in the circus. What do you do on the horse besides ride horseback? I dance. You dance on a horse? That's right. What kind of a dancer? Foxtrot? No, ballet dancing. Oh, ballet dance? You drink a pony of brandy or anything before you start? <laughs> no, sir. You do a ballet? Uh, well, whose ballet? Is the horse's ballet? or? Uh... <laughs> I thought you rode on his back. I do. <laughs> well, uh, what, what made you decide to become a bareback rider? I had no choice in the matter. My mother and father were bareback riders and my grandparents and my great-grandparents and so on back for about five or six generations. Well, in other words, you were practically born on a horse. Is that That's right? right. Mm -hmm. You must have been a bouncing baby, huh? <laughs> but when you're traveling with the circus, what do you do for amusement? Do you, do you go to the circus in the evening if you're bored? Or? Yes, there's a... What do you do, huh? Well, we bareback riders have a softball team. A softball team? Uh-huh, and the midgets Who do you have play? a softball team. Well, we play the midgets. Play the midgets, yeah. Uh -huh. Nice team. Nine shortstops, huh? <laughs> Now, all this talk sounds very exciting. Will your act be all complete when you return to the circus in a few weeks? Almost. Well, maybe this is my big chance. What else do you need to complete your act? Huh? I need another horse. <laughs> well, Barnum was right. There's one born every minute. <laughs> well, I'm, I must say we're delighted to have you both here tonight. You're both wonderful kids. Now, let's play your bet your life for $1,000. You run your $20 into more than the other couples, and you get a chance at the big question later. Fenneman's <coughs> offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The weatherman and the airport girl won $35. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Western songs. Is that right? Yes. Now, you have $20, and here's your first question. How much would you bet? We'll bet 10 Jerry Fielding will play, and you identify the song. Okay, Jerry. Wagon wheel. Wagon wheels and the rest. They're on their way with $30. Well, remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. That's the big prize. Now, you've got $30. How much of the 30 are you going to try? 25 Give me the title of this Western song. Cheyenne, Cheyenne is right. They're really on their way now. They have $55. All right, you've got $55. Here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to try? 50. All right, what's the name of this Western song? Play, Jerry. Red River Valley. Red River Valley. They now have $105. Well, you're right up in the top of those three rings up there. You've got $105, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? 90, she says. How much? 90. Let's see if you can identify this song.
Thanks, and good luck now. In just one minute, our last couple will play You Bet Your Life, and then we know who gets the $1,000 question. Bet you, Mark. Now then, we'll soon know who's going to earn the most money and get the chance at the $1,000 question. George, who's ahead so far? Well, the housewives are leading with $195. Our final couple doesn't know the secret word is grass. They've been in a waiting room off stage, and perhaps they'll say it. We asked for two young people who'd like to get married if they found the right person. And just before we went on the air, the studio audience selected Mr. Gordy Wright and Miss Virginia Owens to be his partner. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, kids, to You Bet Your Life. Now, Fenneman says uh, you two would like to get married if you found the right partner. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, perhaps I can be of some assistance. Uh, Virginia, Virginia Owens, is that right? That's right. Where are you from, Virginia? Uh, no, Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis? I didn't know that was in Virginia. <laughs> no, it isn't. My name's Virginia. Oh, well, I'm glad to know you. My name's Groucho Marx. <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, I'll just call you Minnie, yeah? Why, why did you leave Virginia? Uh, uh, no, my name's Virginia. Oh. That sounds familiar. Haven't I met you someplace before? Why did you leave Minneapolis? Uh, because it isn't in Virginia? Uh, no, not exactly. I came out here to take a try at the movies. Mm-hmm. And did you get in? Not so far. Have you tried purchasing a ticket? <laughs> have, you, uh, have you abandoned all hope for a film career, Virginia? Oh, definitely not. Why don't you try it? Crosby gave up hope for a film career. And... <laughs> Mr. Gordy Wright, huh? Is that yes, sir. Gordy Wright? You look very gaudy. <laughs> you look right, but not gaudy. Now, uh, where are you from, Mr. Wright? My home state is Louisiana. So far, this person has been from 11 states tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You must be the Arkansas traveler. (laughs) Now, uh, what what is this nonsense about you wanting to get married? Is is that right, Gordy? Well, uh, that's right. If I could find the right kind of a girl. Virginia, did you say you'd like to get married? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How long have you been looking for a husband? Months. <laughs> well, don't be discouraged. A friend of mine got married four years ago, and she's still looking for a husband. Eh? <laughs> Tell me, Virginia, uh, what kind of a man are you looking for? Huh? Oh, gee. Someone that's about medium height and uh, intelligent and someone who's a good rumba dancer. And You want an uh, intelligent man who can do a rumba, huh? That's two different men. You'll get arrested for bigamy. You know? <laughs> Gordy, can you rumba? Well, I can wiggle. <laughs> Let's find out some more about you two. Uh, what sort of work do you do, uh, Mr. Wright? I'm a salesman. Mm-hmm. Well, my next joke may be the death of a salesman. <laughs> what do you sell? I sell Smart and Final Company food products. Uh, one of our... Best-known items is the Smart and Final Coffee, the S&F Coffee, and, of course, our fine fruits and vegetables. Do you think coffee will really go up to a dollar a pound? I couldn't say, sir. Well, I don't know why you can't. 
<laughs> Even if you don't believe it, you could say it. I won't tell anybody. Now, Virginia, where do you work? I'm a special sales representative for the Bazooka Bubblegum Company. Well, blow me down. Well, for a, for a beautiful girl, that sounds like a pretty important executive job. Uh, just what do you do uh, mostly, uh, Virginia? Uh, blow bubbles. A job like that could blow right up in your face, couldn't it? Uh, what do you mean, you blow bubble gum? You walk around the street I, uh, uh, blowing bubble gum? Well, not exactly. I go to nightclubs and veterans' hospitals and teach everyone how to blow bubbles. Mm-hmm. How did you ever land a job like that? I was chosen out of a group of models to represent Miss Bazooka. You, you're Miss Bazooka, right? Mm-hmm. You must be loaded, huh? <laughs> well. How old are you, Minneapolis? I mean, uh, Virginia. Uh, 21. And how old are you, Gordy? 28. 28. Huh? Coincidence. That's just what I am, 21 and 28. Huh? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you two are meant for each other. <laughs> do, do you have any definite ideas about the uh, kind of person you're looking for? Say about uh, five foot five, uh, Gordy? Just about right. Mm-hmm. Eyes that are full of mischief? <laughs> a figure that stands out in the crowd? Mm, wonderful. Well, stop looking at Virginia when you answer me, huh? <laughs> now, if this person answered all this description, and plus that was a movie star, do you think you could fall in love? I know I could. Kiss me, you fool. That's me, Gordon. <laughs> and remember, Virginia, if he gets all puckered up, he's not interested in snapping his bubble gun. Huh? <laughs> well, you're, you're a mighty cute couple, and uh, I hope you'll go through life together blowing bubbles. Huh? Now, let's play You Bet Your Life. If you can beat our other two couples in the quiz, you'll get a crack at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is off stage to remind our listeners. The bareback rider and the housewife are ahead with $195. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you to your $20. You selected personalities behind the movie scenes as your category, okay? Shoot. Yeah. All right, here's your first question. How much will you bet? Ten. Ten? What is Pace Westmore's job in the making of a movie? Makeup. Makeup man is right. With $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of your $30 will you try? $20. $20. What is Max Steiner's job in the movies? Makeup. No. Designer. Oh, yeah. Hairdresser. Hairdresser. No. no, you've had three good healthy answers, Max but you're Steiner. still wrong. Huh? Max is a cameraman. No, no, that's four answers, but he's a, he's a music... No, he's the musical director, huh? They now have $10. We go out of our way to be kindly around here. Now, here's your third question. How much of the $10 will you try? $5. All right. What is Edith Head's job in the movies? Designer. Lowe's designer is right. They're on the way again. They have $15. Now you have $15, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the $15? Shoot the word. Shoot the word. What is Natalie Kalmus's job in making pictures? Technicolor director. Technicolor director is right. And they wind up with $30. And that means the two housewives, with $195, get the chance at the $1,000 question.
And here's the winning couple, Groucho, the two housewives. Ready to try for $1,000. All right, good luck, and I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so talk it over thoroughly and no help in the audience, please. Let's see how much you know about your government. $1,000. Who is the Senate Majority Leader? What is the answer you two have decided upon? We haven't. Only what no. I can think of is fielding or... No, fielding. I'm sorry. It's uh, Senator Scott Lucas. Oh. I'm sorry. That's the correct answer. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Congratulations and thanks to both of you. Bet Your Life is a John Goodell production, transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Radio Days. I hope you enjoyed You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. If you did, send us a review. Meanwhile, if you're looking for detective shows, try 1001 Radio Crime Solvers at your podcast host. Take care, everyone, and we'll be back soon.